Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for has finally fucking arrived. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is now officially live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase. Bossy Power Bottom Wear. The gay lifestyle and clothing line that unapologetically describes what it means to live your best gay life and show others through your clothing that you bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I. Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear. Left, left, ooh, left, left, ooh, right, 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 ooh, he's hot, right, 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 oh, God, he's too young, left. With all of this fingering, you figure somebody at some point would be getting off instead of all of this fucking swiping. So here we go again. As I've stated so many times on this show, I literally have been single for probably about four and a half months now, and I downloaded Tender shortly following the split, and you guys, I haven't been able to get off of it since. I think I just, in the back of my mind, justify it by using it as content for the show, but in reality, I do think that I'm on that constant quest to find my potential future husband. And why the fuck am I looking for that shit already? I don't know. (laughs) But you guys, my therapist is definitely going to have her hands full at this point moving forward. So I've recently stumbled upon a couple of different scenarios on Tinder that have really just shifted my mindset about how fucking stupid this app is now that I've actually been on it since... The last time I was on it was like almost two plus years ago and things have shifted and changed in a direction of just complete fuckery. So sit back, relax, put on that condom or pop your prep pill and let's find out why I used my finger not to swipe left, not to swipe right, but to actually delete the app itself and wash my hands of all of this tender bullshit for good. You are now listening to My Gay Expose Podcast, a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, LGBTQ plus community activist, self-proclaimed, messy, loud-mouthed, and somewhat semi-passable podcast host, popper sommelier, porn star, fluffer in training, and local San Francisco bossy power bottom that just so happens to be on the left of you on your grinder grid. And this is My Gay Expose Podcast. Washburn here, and welcome back to My Gay Expose Podcast, the show that dares to be the HBO Max full frontal nudity of the podcasting world. And on this week's episode, we go into all the different reasons why I decided to completely and entirely delete Tender from my phone. I'm so fucking done with that bullshit. It's become such a fucking clusterfuck of bullshit. It's unreal. And I'll go into all the reasons why, because I have a hell of a lot to say about how ridiculous this fucking app has become since I was on it last, which was only like two years ago. So it's sort of crazy how everything's just full circle shifted. Oh, God. And on this week's Your Gay Expose segment, I'll reach out to a few of my friends, as well as you, the listeners, and get 
your opinion on how you feel about the Tinder app and what is your experience with this fuckery. But first, before we actually swipe left, realize, fuck, that guy was hot. I want to start over. But then they want to charge you monthly in order to get that guy back. But what if that was the man of my dreams? It's going to cost you $9.99 a month. First, let's hop into this week's re-expose. Welcome to this week's re-expose, the segment in which I take the time to reassess, re-examine, re-explain, restart over or just re-say shit that I said in past episodes that either you didn't fully understand, I didn't fully understand, or once I re-listened through for an edit, I was like, oh, fuck. God, what the fuck was I even trying to say? Oh my God. Ugh, that definitely merits a re-expose. And you know, I have to say it's been quite a while since any one of you guys decided to come for me. And thanks for the break. (laughs) Actually, truth be told, we've done a series of episodes up to this point where I haven't really included any of the listener dialogue. So... Maybe all of this shit's piling up and I just haven't read all of them yet. So maybe we'll have more for you next week. But here are some of the things that have been thrown my way via DM this week. Someone actually reached out because of my Ronnie rates gay shit episode and just absolutely could not believe that I would give White Claws a bad rating. So let me kind of re-explain a little bit more on what I meant exactly by why I specifically don't like White Claws. Coming from like someone who considers themselves to be a future alcoholic and that whole mindset and perspective, White Claws just don't do it for me because they're just 5% of alcohol and bubbly bullshit that just doesn't get me drunk makes me feel really bloated. And if I put food with that in any way, shape, or form, which is generally what I'm doing whenever I'm drinking, it just makes me feel fat, disgusting, bloated. And does any gay really want to feel that for 100 calories in a drink? And that's really all I fucking meant by that shit. Listen, you can drink your fucking White Claws all you want, but in my personal opinion... The gays flock to the White Claws because of the low caloric content. But in reality, they just bloat you up and make you look a little bit thicker in the face. Want to test it? Drink four or five, go to bed, and wake up and look at yourself in the mirror the next morning and see what you look like from the night before. And then get back to me. Oh, I also had somebody who reached out saying that I was being just a little bit overly dramatic in regards to the do I really have to go without sex episode in regards to this whole dynamic of not hooking up because of the Omicron variant and that huge surge that has been sweeping through San Francisco. And while things are still a little bit hectic with that entire dynamic in this specific current moment, we are coming out of the initial scare, I do think. And to be honest with you, here's here's my mindset and my thought process because this specific person came for me in a way by saying like, if you make sure the person is negative before you have sex, then you could be, just gave me this whole fucking lecture. Listen, I'm not like here for that. I don't need a lecture. I would just rather play it safe than sorry. But honestly, after like a couple of weeks, I was so like in a place where my mind was like going insane without the sex. Then I just said, fuck it. And I just started having sex again. Hey, listen, if I get Omicron, I know I'm not going to die. So all I have to say about that is like, if I do get it from a hookup, then I'll just take a vacation from work. And it's as simple as that. That's where I just officially decided to put my entire mindset, which really just kind of contradicts all of the last like five fucking episodes that we've had 
<laughs> on this show, which is really just the entire dynamic of this show. So there's that. And the last person who decided to come for me was someone who was trying to tell me all the reasons why Queen of the Universe was 10 times better than RuPaul's Drag Race, hands down, quote unquote. Okay, so first of all, I mean, I'm sorry that you're so basic that you actually think that that's an actual fact because I'm here to tell you that is not the fucking case. And basic is the primary word that I think of whenever I think of Queen of the Universe. And you guys, I didn't even fucking finish the series and I told myself that I would. I just had to throw in the towel. I just couldn't do it any longer. Yeah, and this person was like, oh, but it's $200,000 is the reward instead of $100,000. I don't give a shit. $200,000, $100,000, that doesn't make the fucking show better. And by the way, Queen of the Universe was still a fucking dud. And it's as simple as that. (laughs) Oh my God. And so the Ronnie Rates gay shit episode got a lot of attention. So if you want to get any further information on all the different things that I covered in this specific episode in regards to what I rated each gay item on a sex scale from 1 to 10. Go to my website at ronniewashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I washburn.com and click the Ronnie Rates gay shit page and leave a like and a comment and tell me what you think. So before we swipe right, find out it's a match, and then message the guy only to see that they will never message you back, because apparently that's like a thing now. First, let's hop into this week's Hot Gay Goss Expose. Welcome to this week's Hot Gay Gas expose, where we try and find topics of conversation the one might find relevant and or pertinent to today's gay society, or just shit that I want to talk about because it's my show. Okay, so everybody's going bad shit crazy about RuPaul's Drag Race season fourteen, or at least they were at the time of this recording. And by the time you actually hear this recording, it probably will be a little less than what is happening at this current moment. But the Willy Wonka chocolate bar dynamic just officially got thrown into the competition, making it so that each queen picked a chocolate bar and really just someone has the golden ticket, just like Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory. So therefore, when a queen gets eliminated, if they have the golden ticket. They are safe to slay another day in the competition. And honestly, when I first saw this, I was like, oh shit. And the rest of the internet was saying the same thing. But what's kind of interesting is, uh, by the way, spoiler alert ahead, when we get to the tail end of like three full on fucking episodes and we get our first official elimination, which by the way, is June jambalaya and rightly so because she was just so beyond basic in my opinion and (laughs) bye girl (laughs) but she just like opened the candy bar and it was thick and we were just like that's it everybody's kind of like I think the whole buildup of like this new component in the competition was just everything we wanted in more a new root twist and then she just fucking opened the chocolate bar and she was like it's just chocolate. (laughs) But on that note, June's probably should be really fucking grateful because she has been the subject with that fucking chocolate bar on so many memes. It's going around like crazy. So she should be thankful for that shit. But my prediction for this specific season of RuPaul's Drag Race is as follows. First of all, before I say any of that shit, I want to say two specific things. Maddie Morphosis, despite all of the controversy surrounding the fact that she's straight, quote unquote, she actually comes off 
a little straight and she's kind of bad. Truthfully, I do feel that they only picked her for the show for the controversy of her being straight. I don't really feel like she's that good of a competitor. So we'll just have to see how all of that shit plays itself out. I don't foresee her being around for much longer. That being said, I still want to fuck Alyssa Hunter as a boy. So fucking bad. He's so dreamy. And I honestly have a fucking crush. But (laughs) on to the predictions. I feel like the queens to look out for in this competition in no specific order are Angeria Paris, Van Michaels, Bosco, Georges, Lady Camden, and Willow Pill, with my favorite being, wait for it, Cornbread. (laughs) Surprise. I feel like she's just everyone's favorite queen because she's just so much better than everybody else, but in true Rue form, we'll see how all of that shit plays itself out, but here is my official RuPaul's Drag Race Season 14 Prediction 4, Top 4. I'm calling it right now. Totally going to be Angeria, Bosco, Willow Pill, and Cornbread. Which, honestly, I like Georges and Lady Camden better than, like, Bosco and Angeria. But let's just be real. They're already doing really fucking good in the competition. So, there it is, folks. You heard it here. At this point, it's a delayed recording. So, probably about the ninth time that you've heard this so far. (laughs) Angeria Paris Van Michaels, Bosco, Willow Pill, and I'm predicting a cornbread win. But once again, it's still pretty early and anything can happen. As we all know from watching this show for the last fucking 14 years. So we'll just have to see how all of this shit plays itself out. And by the way, just a reminder, I still really just want to fuck Alyssa Hunter. Can we just make that happen? Anyone? And just like that, the entire internet is abuzz about the one topic of conversation that I think is hilariously getting a little too much attention in my personal opinion. HBO's decision to do multiple shows with full frontal nudity. So this is what I love the most about all of this bullshit is HBO so good like that. Like they basically did this eighth episode in the season and nobody saw this coming. There was no hint of it. There was no leaks, nothing. We just saw two dicks (laughs) like in full frontal form right there on the show. Side note, the husband of Charlotte, holy shit, his dick was so big. I was like, okay, hey. (laughs) Oh my God. But yeah, so, and then I guess there's a couple of other shows, Euphoria, which I'm going to have to get into that because everybody's talking about that fucking shit. And some, there's a couple others too. So HBO's just decided that they love cock just as much as I do. And why not? So San Francisco, the city, as of the 1st of February, is, quote, redefining the definition of what it means to be fully vaccinated. So basically for, I think it's just going to start with any large gathering, such as like a concert or like any kind of an event, you actually have to show proof of a booster. And not only do you have to show proof of a booster, but you also have to show that you've had your booster shot for at least two weeks of the date that you're showing whomever you're showing. So this shit is just not going to lift any fucking time soon. And there are rumors surfacing and swirling around the city that this could potentially be the mandate that goes into effect for, wait for it, bars and restaurants. So for all of you who live in San Francisco and still have yet to get your booster, which I'm guessing because it's San Francisco, there are very few and far between, go get your fucking booster because, I mean, you can't join me for a drink in the bar if you don't. So exciting announcement, you guys. I'm so 
fucking excited. So this year in 2022, I have decided to basically just flex my LGBTQ plus community activist chops just a little bit and be a part of one of the most exciting events that I'm so happy to see come back after two years of not doing it because of all of this COVID bullshit, the AIDS life cycle. So for all of you who aren't in the know, what this is, it's a week long event where people actually raise money for the San Francisco AIDS Foundation and the L- the Los Angeles LGBT Center. They like co-do it together. And basically it's a week-long bike ride from San Francisco down to Los Angeles. And there's all these rest stops with all this fun shit going on. And I'm so fucking excited, you guys, to be a part of this. This is so it's such an incredible cause, such an incredible event. And I'm actually signing up as a roadie. So in other words, I'm actually going to be helping set up things for all the rest stops, feeding, snacks, water, all of it for the bikers. I am so fucking excited. I'm actually doing this with my ex, which is an interesting (laughs) dynamic, but it's going to be so much fucking fun. And I have to just say, I'm so proud to be part of something so fucking important in our society. It basically, the entire goal of raising the money for this specific cause is to ensure that we get ourselves to a place where we get to zero HIV infections in our future, along with providing all of the resources needed for people who do like come as HIV positive and don't know what to do. We just provide the tools to make sure that everybody feels safe in that new dynamic. And it's just such a fucking incredible and crazy, amazing cause. I'm so fucking excited. And by the way, when we get down to LA, by the time we get down down to LA, it just so happens to be LA Pride Weekend, which I'm equally as excited for. So my friend Walter, who I've mentioned so many times on this show, has been given the heads up and we're ready to fucking party. The end of that week, I'm so excited. So if you need any more information in regards to what this specific event is, go to my website at ronniewashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I, washburn.com. And there's a little tab that's labeled AIDS Life Cycle. Click it, read it over, see what I had to say about this incredible cause. And by the way, please, by all means, donate. 100% of the proceeds go towards this cause. So what are you waiting for? Go on the website now, click the tab and donate. So before we get my gay expose, that just so happens to have a swipe left, swipe right, no more, themed undertone. First, let's get your gay expose. And this week, the question was asked to a few of my friends, as well as you, the listeners, what is your opinion or your expose about the Tender app? and explain. So let's get those answers now. Michael says, I know that for at least gay people, Tinder is supposed to be for dating instead of hooking up, but I find myself swiping through all of these profiles that just seem to be super thirsty and just want to hook up. So I get a little lost and as a result, don't really use the app often. Lacey said, I don't personally like Tinder, so therefore I don't ever use it. Abraham says, honestly, I did meet about three great guys in the last two years that I was using Tinder, but it's not my favorite app. The guys that I dated came from Hinge and or Grindr. 
because you directly see who contacts you as opposed to only seeing mutual likes slash swiping right, etc. Robert says, I'm not interested in dating straight people. Sorry. <laughs> Bitch. Oh my God. See, Robert is so gay that he thinks the tender is only for the straights. Lori says, I met my spouse on Tinder six years ago, and it works for some, but be cautious. <laughs> Girl, that was six years ago. Shit has changed significantly. I hate to break it to you. Also, you're straight. So that, I mean, that doesn't really count in what we're like discussing here today. But thanks for the Tinder advice. Alex said, I don't use Tinder. Carl says, none, never done it. <laughs> so this is a friend of mine who actually is legitimately, you guys know, joke. The only person that I know in this entire world who does not do any sort of app dating, hooking up, any of it, none of it. Like I actually was like telling him some of the like crazy stories that I had been experiencing on some of the apps. And he's like, whatever happened to just meeting people at a bar? <laughs> Old school friend in the midst. <laughs> oh, Carl. Kyle said, I don't really find myself using Tinder much anymore because it's become one of the hookup apps and there are ones that I would rather use instead. Porter said, I tried, but I'd rather just fuck hot guys on Grindr. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hamish says, never on it. <laughs> uh, okay. So I met Hamish on Grinder, and he's such a dating type. So this is kind of bizarre to me that he's not actually trying to maneuver through a dating app. I, okay. Mark said, I liked Tinder much better a few years back when you could actually go back to the guy that you accidentally swiped left on because you were swiping just a little too quickly. And now they have it set up so that you have to pay all of these extra fees to do anything extra other than swipe and chat. So it's really just become too ridiculous for me. I actually definitely noticed the change in this for sure. I was on Tinder a few years back as well, and it wasn't this upgrade to gold or upgrade to premium or whatever the fuck it is. It's like they basically want to charge you $10 a fucking month to do little stupid extra things. Fuck that. If I swipe past my future ex-husband, then that is just my luck, and that's just my fate, and that is what I will accept. I will not pay $9.99 a month for that shit. Peter said, I've been in the same relationship for the last few years, so therefore I'm just using the hookup apps and not the dating apps. Tinder's a dating app, right? <laughs> well, apparently that's up for debate on this segment this week. Jen says, isn't Tinder just for hookups? Uh, okay, so this is a straight woman. So for you, yes. But for the gays, supposedly no. But apparently now, two years later, maybe? Darren said, I'd rather use Hinge than Tender. Okay, so this is actually the second time I've heard this. But to be honest with you, I'm not going to dabble in Hinge because I have far too many fucking sex apps regardless right now anyways, and it takes way too much of my time. So no Hinge for me. But why do people prefer Hinge? Is Hinge supposed to be dating? Am I the only one who doesn't know what Hinge is? <laughs> Jeff said, as we continue to evolve in society, it's become more and more common to do such things as dating on apps or online. But I refuse to use the tender. 
I've heard one too many horror stories about Tinder dates that have just made me want to stay all the way away from it entirely. Sergio says, Tinder has become a more interesting app, but still too many guys start talking on there and then disappear. I've met maybe three out of the hundred that I've started chatting with, and now it's more of a novelty app. You know, this is actually what I think I'm kind of experiencing now with Tinder versus what I remember from before, because before, every time you matched with somebody, for the most part, chatting ensued. But this time, it's like, most guys don't even bother to chat. And I'm going to be honest with you, sometimes I'm just a little too busy to make the first move. I'm still sitting here waiting for you to start the conversation, just for the record. So if you're out there and you've matched with me on Tinder, it's all up to you at this point. <laughs> Bobby says, Tender? What's that? <laughs> Helen says, I've never used Tender. Nico said, I don't use Tender, and how dare you for thinking that I would? <laughs> oh, God. Jerry says, I've never used Tender. Martin said, and the reason why I included Martin's answer is because it says as follows. Fuck Tender. <laughs> Paul says, I've never used Tender. You know, I'm actually kind of surprised that there are so many gays that I know that don't use Tender. Maybe I'm, like, am I the only one? Oh my God, this is so crazy. This is actually eye-opening for me. Michael number two said, Tinder is just one of those apps that I downloaded and really just never use. Why use an app where you have to actually actively swipe when you can just get messages from guys on one of the sex apps? Isn't it the same thing, just a little bit easier? <laughs> Kevin said, I don't use Tinder because I meet all of my boyfriends on Grindr. <laughs> oh my God. If you guys do this bitch, <laughs> he's such a dumb. Uh, this, this is one of my friends who legitimately always fucking has a boyfriend and always meets them on Grinder, He's like the only person I know in this world that legit gets every single one of his fucking serious relationships from a sex app. <laughs> How do you do it? And as usual, all of these answers are just one big giant clusterfuck of really just all over the place. And honestly, I'm kind of surprised how many people don't actually use Tender, it kind of makes me start to question my choices. <laughs> and after my recent experience with the app, I'm starting to understand why people don't. But at any rate, I it kind of feels like Tender just has an all-around different viewpoint from all of these individuals. And it's really handy to get each and every one of your opinions about this topic this week. And if you didn't get your answer read this week. Don't worry. Just continue to watch out for the story, which has a question each and every week on Instagram at exposing my gay. And remember, as a side note, the funnier the answer, the more likely you'll be read live on the show. And with that, let's hop into my gay expose that just so happens to have a swipe left, swipe right, swipe what the fuck themed undertone. So I'm just gonna say it. Fuck tender. Once again, that's right. You didn't hear wrong. 
turn up your headphones just a little bit. Fuck Tender. You guys, I'm officially done. And you know, honestly, truth be told, like I went in re-downloading this app shortly after I got out of my most recent relationship, knowing full well that I think that I thought that Tinder was like supposed to be a dating app exclusively. <laughs> but I'm here to tell you, things have shifted in such a crazy and significant way to a place where most guys are actually not only looking for sex on Tinder, but they're also openly disclosing on a lot of their profiles that they're either like tops or bottoms. And I, I, by the way, I love how they always say it too. They're like, I'm a top if it gets there. It's like, bitch, please. You want it there now. That's why you're on this fucking app. But here's the thing. Like, how did this get from a dating app exclusively for the gays and segued into like, another form of fucking grinder. Like, why can't the gays just stick to what they know when it comes to hooking up? Why do you have to play games with everybody in regards to all of this tender bullshit? I just uh, don't get it. So a <laughs> couple side notes or stories actually that I found kind of interesting. And this is kind of part of the reasons why I'm like just officially throwing in the towel in regards to maneuvering through this entire tender slash potential dating journey. Which you might be asking yourself, but you just got out of your relationship. Why the fuck are you actually trying to pursue any sort of dating? Uh, and you're absolutely fucking in the right for asking me that fucking question because I just don't know and I don't have the answers. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's just always that constant quest for me to get that like validation from some sort of a man in somewhat of a romantic way. I think we all like it when guys find us attractive, don't we? I don't really know. Honestly, I do feel like I justified it by, you know, the more interactions that I had with guys on Tinder potentially would be material for this very show. And perhaps that was the wrong way to go about it. But I do actually genuinely love to meet new people. But what I'm learning as we sort of segue out of this entire COVID nightmare is that like now, even more than ever, it's just so much more fun to meet people out and about than it is when you're on one of these stupid fucking apps that just now has seemed to gravitate towards gay hookup culture. At least that's what it seems like it is here in SF. So, like, when I actually think to myself about my potential in regards to what <clears throat> I think that I want out of someone who I could potentially be dating in the future, because this show has become such a huge and overwhelming success, and it's not long when I'm chatting with a new guy before somehow they catch wind of it, it's become a little bit more hard to maneuver through this entire fucking journey. I mean, examples are, like, just yesterday, I matched with some dude, and he messaged me, and, you know, I was messaging him back, and we were going back and forth, back and forth, and things were going well, and the second he asked me what I did for a living, and I dropped that I'm a writer-slash-podcast host, then suddenly, when I logged back in about 20-ish-plus minutes later... The feed from him was gone. In other words, he, like, blocked me. So, clearly, he didn't like the answer <laughs> to that question. And you know what? Th that's fine. Go fuck yourself. I just don't give a shit. Whomever I end up dating moving forward has to accept me for who I truly am. There's not one part of me that will change for any dick, period. And that's that. That's the way it is. Uh, anyway, so I was actually thinking to myself, maybe this time or next time I start to date some guy in the near future, perhaps I should actually think about a long distance relationship because of all of my work, the show and all of the time and effort that I have to actually put into all of it and all of these upcoming projects that are about to debut for you, the listeners that have yet to be, even be revealed are coming soon and it's just become a lot of work kind of almost to an overwhelming place so 
Therefore, why date someone who's here all the time? Because then I'll feel obligated to hang out with them all the time and I won't focus on my work and I won't focus on this entire like empire moving forward. And that really is just where my focus is and needs to be in this moment right here, right now. Like I'm climbing that ladder, you guys, and I just need to keep that momentum going. Otherwise, the second you stop to stop climbing, everybody just fucking forgets about you. It's that whole fucking three second like TikTok mentality, Gen Zers, all of it. It's just all that. And that's what all of this is. You have to fucking constantly throw your shit in everybody's face. Otherwise, they just forget about you. So, you know, that being said, like maybe a flight attendant, except for as we covered in last week's episode, if you remember, all homosexual flight attendants are bottoms, which again, as we covered in last week's episode, that doesn't necessarily mean it wouldn't work with another bottom because there's all sorts of different ways that you could make that work. But I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to having some sort of a companionship connection with somebody who doesn't live in the same city as me and have an open relationship and play outside the bedroom and he would do the same. And it kind of sounds like something that I think I might actually do at this point moving forward, but who the fuck knows? So now let me tell you all the reasons why I officially am calling it quits with tender. Like we're done. We're over. We don't have a relationship anymore. We're, <laughs> we're calling it quits, throwing in the towel, all of it. I'm fucking beyond done. Kind of fun side note, one of my friends, he and I were having drinks together the other day and we were like, of course, you know, like two bottles of champagne in. And he was like, yeah, when I go on Tinder, I just like swipe uh, right on everyone regardless. And then like you get more of the dynamic of like potentially finding somebody that, you know, you find that you like because of the conversation and how it flows and all that. And I was like, I think in the moment when we were drunk, it sounded like a good idea. And so I did it as he was doing it and we were doing it together. But then the next day I ended up matching with all these guys that I wouldn't ever like want to have anything to do with. And so I realized that that was very clearly a fucking drunk, stupid call. And I don't even know if he like was meaning that truthfully or if he was just wasted too. <laughs> oh God. So it just happens from time to time. But here's the thing. Whenever I do get drunk, I do also the next day end up matching with people that I normally probably wouldn't have swiped right on either. So, I mean, it's a catch 22. So really, I guess I should just stop drinking is the moral of the fucking story. But there were two specific individuals that I actually matched with where conversation seemed to be flowing in a really great way. So after I disclose this story, I know you guys are going to flood me with all sorts of questions about this in specific. And I really just want to know, first and foremost, if any of you have experienced any of this bullshit at all, because I have a feeling this is a common fucking thing. But so there's these two guys, because you know you have like the the global setting, I guess, on Tinder where you can actually get from people all over, well, over the world. But like, here's a fun little fucking side note. I specifically didn't really, when I first set up my Tinder app again, want anyone outside of like my direct area because I didn't yet have this like, maybe I should date someone outside of my area mentality just yet. So, but I always end up getting these guys from fucking New York and just what the fuck? Like it just, I don't understand. Like, are they in global set? Like I do, doesn't make any sense to me. Like, how do you make it so that I don't get anyone but around my area? But now truth be told, my mind's shifted. So whatever, like that's neither here nor there, but back to these two guys. I matched with them pretty much simultaneously. Now, they're both of Asian descent. This is actually an important piece of information. So remember that. So one of the guys was actually, I could tell his English was pretty broken, which that's fine. No big deal. We all fuck the same way. 
And, like, he said that he was in Vegas and, you know, like, we were just kind of like, oh, how's that? You know, just like casual chatting back and forth. And then somehow it came out that he lives in New Orleans. And for whatever reason, something just seemed off. And almost instantly after that, he asked if I would be willing to exchange information with him outside the app on WhatsApp. Now, here's the thing, you guys. I only have a WhatsApp because I've made friends on my Thailand trip that I keep in contact with. And like my friend that I made in Thailand that lives in Bangladesh, he like I keep in contact with him as well. It's really just so that I can stay in touch with these friends that I've made on my travels. And other than that, I wouldn't even fucking have a fuck goddamn WhatsApp. But I mean, okay, if that's what this guy wants, don't think anything of it. But with this guy in specific, the one thing that I kind of noticed that was really off was the fact that he would message me in like Chinese and then suddenly those messages would be deleted and then it would be like the that message in English. And I caught this several times and I thought it was kind of weird. So then immediately I thought is this guy like lying to me? Is he not actually in the United States? Is he actually not writing in his messages out in English? And by the way, does WhatsApp have some sort of a translation matrix? Does anybody know? Is this the reason why he wanted to go on WhatsApp? There's so many unanswered questions about this that I still don't know. But it was <laughs> just a matter of time before I honestly lost interest in some of the things that he would say made me understand that he definitely wasn't in the United States. And I felt like he was like being dishonest with me. So I just sort of started to ignore him and that just sort of tapered off. Now, guy number two was actually around the same time we matched, same scenario, like he asked if I could go on WhatsApp and I was like, okay, sure, you know, whatever. This one, I could understand a hell of a lot more. Even though there were certain sentences that were grammatically incorrect, I could pretty much have an easier time making out what this one was saying versus the guy before. So as we sort of started to maneuver through, this specific guy said that he was living in New York. So cool. This is perfect. Awesome. So I actually got pretty in-depth going back and forth with him. This is right around the time where I thought it might be a good idea to, like, have some sort of potential future with someone outside of my city. So New York was perfect. I could go visit. He could come visit here. It seemed to be checking all the fucking boxes. But here's the thing. So many fucking red flags came shortly after the WhatsApp exchange of information with this guy in specific, he started to ask me about Bitcoin. And I was like, okay, not interested in that at all. Mostly because I have no fucking clue what that even is or anything about it. I would just like, whatever. Moving on to the next part of the conversation. Um, and he just like, I know there was one specific time where he I was, I think I was drinking with some friends and I saw a message come through from him and I pulled it open and he was like, I'm sitting with some friends and we're discussing Bitcoin investments. And then I looked at the message because, you know, on WhatsApp, you can actually see when that person's actually read your message, which is very dangerous for me. <laughs> and I obviously was in a situation with friends where I just couldn't be bothered to answer and figured I'd just revisit the message later but then his next message that I saw like hours later was like so you look at my message and you don't respond and I was like oh I'm sorry I was out with friends you know like whatever and he kept asking me about fucking bitcoin but somehow the conversation shifted so one day I actually asked him to send me photos of himself so this is red flag number one by the way so he sent me three photos that were very model-esque type of photos and he was wearing like some and he was by the way super fucking sexy he had like a neck tattoo really well built he was very very fucking sexy so 
he sent me these photos, but the thing was, was in all three of these photos, he was wearing the same exact expensive looking pajama set. And I was just a little like, okay, this is red flag number one, because he's sending me all these photos of him in the same getup. Yeah, the photos are different, but it's all the same getup. It just, it didn't, I, I thought it was weird. So I started asking him specific questions about New York and he wasn't really, he kind of fumbled through answering a lot of them. So then I said as follows, wow, you are so hot. You must be batting all the hot New York gays off out in New York. And he was like, I don't even remember. He repl- It was some weird reply. It was something like, oh yeah, you know, sometimes I don't know if guys are looking at me like that or not. So I just seclude myself. And it was like, okay, red flag number two, because if you're a gay in New York, you're definitely living your best gay life out in New York because, I mean, it's just like San Francisco in regards to that. So that was red flag number two. And then somehow my writing came up and he was wanting to read some of my writing and I didn't like want to send him anything. So I was like, oh, well, here's my website. And I sent him the link. You guys, he made comments directly following, implying that he saw the website, saw the photos, made direct comments, letting me know that he actually did check the website out. And come to find out, I went on my analytics app for the website instantly. And there were like seven clicks from, wait for it, Dubai. Not New York, but Dubai. So I then asked him if he had ever been to Dubai. Because <laughs> I'm shady just like that. And he was like, well, yeah, I visited a couple years ago. Why do you ask? I was like, oh, I'm just curious. So then I was like, uh, so are you in Dubai right now? It was like, no, why would you ask me that? I was like, oh, well, I'm just curious because uh, after you looked at my website, it showed that you, there were several clicks from Dubai instantly after you made comments. And so therefore, that makes me aware of the fact that you're actually in Dubai. This guy went through the fucking motions of defending himself by saying he thought that his boss had the IP address with his computer or some shit like that from Dubai and he was going to check with him and see if that was the case and I was not fucking buying it you guys because if there's one thing that I've learned about doing these blogs websites analytics for the podcast all of it is if your IP address resonates in San Francisco and you go to fucking like New York then when you look at any of the websites or any of it it shows up as New York It doesn't show up as San Francisco. So clearly this guy was full of shit. And so then I asked him if he was willing to talk or chat outside of WhatsApp. And you guys, I never heard from him again. But you guys, this is the stupidest shit. It's like I wasted all of that time, like weeks and weeks of chatting back and forth with this guy. And it turns out that he probably was... Someone living in Dubai who was probably either trying to get me to, like, invest in Bitcoin to rip me off or was probably trying to get to the United States to become a fucking citizen. I don't know. But either way, this is the kind of shit that happens to me on Tinder. So therefore, because of all of this bullshit, I am so fucking sick of Tinder and I'm over it. The end. Done. (laughs) And honestly, if it's not like somebody trying to rope you in to invest in Bitcoin or trying to get a fucking green card to the United States or blocks you when they find out that you're a writer slash podcast host, chances are they match with you and then they just never fucking reach out or message you. And honestly, it's just a complete and total waste of my time. So that's it. I'm done. Officially had it. I will be probably publicly deleting Tinder on social media live. So stay tuned for all of that bullshit. Um, slight Tinder update. So I actually just recently met someone on Tinder. <laughs> oh my God, this is how my life just fucking works. 
it, okay, so it's so new. I don't really know where it's going. I mean, we'll see how all of it plays out. But how fucking ironic would it be if after I finished fucking recording this entire episode dedicated to me saying, fuck Tinder, I actually might say, thank you, Tinder, after all. <laughs> or this will just turn out to be another dud. Who knows? But part of the dynamic of this show is me completely contradicting the fuck out of myself. So either it's fuck Tinder or fuck what I just said about Tinder, but either way, fuck Tinder. <laughs> oh my God. So what do we learn today, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen? Gays and straights, tops or bottoms, gender fluid and non-binary, transgender and questioning? Well, I'd like to think <laughs> we learned a whole hell of a lot, or maybe we just learned that I'm kind of a hypocrite this week because I'm sitting here preaching to all of you out there why Tinder is one of the most corrupt apps out there, in my personal opinion. But then... At the very tail end of figuring out the entire editing process for this episode, it just so happens that I actually kind of met someone. So we'll just see how all of that shit plays out. I mean, chances are it probably isn't going to work out, but you never know what happens. <laughs> so stay tuned for that fucking shit. And with that, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple podcast and hit a five-star rating. Follow on Spotify and don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch wind of each and every episode of my Gay Expose podcast right when it drops. Follow on Instagram at Exposing My Gay and don't forget to check out my website which includes my blog A Gay in the Life of Ronnie as well as all of my other written work and anything else you need to know Ronnie Washburn related at RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com. And don't forget to join us next week for another messy, salacious, and relatable episode with me exposing my gay. I'm Ronnie Washburn, and I will swipe left on you next time.